we are incredibly unique. That means that God gave you a gift. You have something inside of you that that can be monetized that will set you up financially for life. But you refuse to stop watching TV. You refuse to stop buying stuff that you want, not need. And you refuse to invest with your hands the time and effort that it takes to manifest and monetize your gifts. Microphone check, one, two, what is this? You're now listening to a brand new episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Look what you done started. Talk to him. Attorney, high-performance coach, and speaker Cherie Prince asks hard questions to really get to the bottom of what makes entrepreneurs tick. From starting a business, marketing, strategies, and the ins and outs of their industries. We talk everything from book recommendations, lifestyle hacks, and everything possible to get you inspired and motivated to build your own business. The Play Big Faster podcast starts now. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. I'm your host, Cherie Prince, and we're joined today by registered investment advisor, performance coach and author, Derek Kent. Hey, Derek. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. We are glad to have you here. I almost introduced you as the man, the myth. (laughs) I'll take it. Yes, yes. So, registered investment advisor. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, I started my career off, and I've been doing what I do for over three decades, over 30 years. When I started off, I was a commissioned investment guy, meaning that if you wanted to do some investing, you had to pay me a four or 5% commission based on the products that I sold. And what I realized really young and really early was that advice was being administered based on the rewards the representative was getting from the companies to push their products. So, you know, I've, I've been offered golf clubs and stakes like Omaha steaks, which may sound really silly, but you know, you get a freezer full of Omaha steaks, you're, you're in good shape. And I never thought that it was right. And I didn't mean right that you shouldn't get gifts for high performance. I just didn't think it was right that you're going to push advice. You're going to force fit this solution (laughs) into this person's problem because you're going to get a benefit from it. So a registered investment advisor is free to roam. I can offer any investment on the planet that's legitimate. And I get paid a consulting fee. I get paid an advisory fee. It's a set fee. So no matter what I recommend, I'm getting the same payment and it's not a commission and doesn't come with gifts and frills. It gives me the ability to be really pure and honest. You said about 30 years you've been doing this. Right. Okay. So what's that look like when you're talking to a client and they may ask you for a product that is commission-based? Mm-hmm. You can still sell those. You just get a fee for it. Is that correct? No, I don't because every product out there that you would get a fee for, they also have a no fee version. So they have what they call A funds, which is an upfront fee. They have B funds, which is a back-end loaded. And they have C funds that is no fee. So we can still do it. We just use the C version. And I really don't even use those anymore because they're mutual funds. Give you an example. During a world crisis or even a domestic crisis, let's say 9-11, and I remember this exactly, anybody that needed to get out of the market that morning could not get out. If you owned a mutual fund, which is what we're talking about, a loaded commission type product, and you wanted to sell it, it only sells at 4 p.m. every day. 
that means you are stuck, whatever the price is that day. I did not like that in no way, shape, or form. And so I really, after 9-11, stopped using them pretty much completely, even in the C format. So we use other positions that trade like stocks, even though they're not stocks. Still look like a mutual fund, but they, they kind of trade like a stock. So if we need to get you out of the market, we can Okay, so when you say, you know, give us some examples. So, yeah, so there are a ton of positions called change traded funds, ETFs, and you can buy the S&P 500. So, for instance, Vanguard 500 is a well-known mutual fund, but it trades at, at 4 p.m. every day or every workday. But we can buy an exchange traded fund that looks just like the Vanguard 500. It could be the S&P 500 but it doesn't close at 4 p.m. You can buy it or sell it anytime during the day. And subsequently, you can only buy those mutual funds at 4 p.m. So you can only buy or sell at 4 p.m. every day. So if you wanted to buy something at nine o'clock because it's hot and press is talking about it, well, by the time you get to buy it, the price is skyrocketed. Now all of a sudden you lost all your potential profits or not all, but some of your potential profits. So there's exchange traded funds that represent everything. They represent gas and auto and travel and healthcare. A lot of times I'll use one of those uh, and you know, even pharmaceuticals or health care to facilitate a position that a client might want or that we recommend versus using a Vanguard account. I have to ask, what is the rationale behind the four o'clock deadline? Well, you know, it's like archaic. They started it. It was the only game in town. A mutual fund is a pool of positions that are managed because everybody can't afford to go out and buy $100 stock. But you can put $100 in a mutual fund and now you have a partial position of maybe 60, 70 different companies, uh, which minimizes your risk. The mutual funds did that and they needed to wait to tally the values at once because there's no way for them to tally them all during the day and give you your fractional ownership. So they do that at 4 p.m. I knew you would come with the fire today. For those <laughs> okay. It's so interesting because I recently interviewed somebody on the podcast who said there's no need for financial advisors right. or investment advisors. You can okay. just do, you can do it yourself. Right. Absolutely. What are your thoughts? Because for you to have the longevity of 30 years, obviously someone needs you and you're doing an awesome job. <laughs> There's, there's, uh, this is a question that you could answer as well for your profession. There is nothing, and I'm holding my phone up for those of you, there's nothing that you can't get off this device in seconds. You can create a budget, you can get an analysis on a stock position. There's so many things that you can do in a snap of a finger. The problem, of course, is that there's a lot of things to do, not just in the investment world, but in all areas of life, the legal world, your medical world, your relationships. Having an expert like myself, this says, oh yeah, I was there when the internet bubble burst. Oh yeah, I was there when the real estate market crashed. I was there when inflation was 18%. Having the background and the history, knowing the rules and the tax laws and knowing the conditions, it is an example. Market always acts crazy during an election year. If you don't know that, then you know you can kind of get hemmed up. Market always acts differently at the end of the year, going into the new year. So if you go in there and you buy helter skelter going into the end of the year, and things get get crazy and they dip because people have spent so much money that you know, they can't pay their bills, and it dips in the first quarter of the year. You're going to lose money. There's so much information 
that now you have a problem of distilling that information and filtering down to what's really pertinent to myself. And so now you're in the same boat. Before there wasn't enough information and you need an advisor. Now there's too much information and you need an advisor to tell you what's true and what's not. You've done something that I think every great thought leader does. You've condensed some of those ideas into a book. I believe that without any doubt in my mind, because it is proven as a matter of fact, that each and every one of us is incredibly uniquely different. We all have different fingerprints. You know, nobody can unlock my phone except for my face. You know, my brother looks like me, but he can't unlock my telephone because it's, it's my specific face. And so we all have a set of parameters that our life is governed by. Most of us don't know what those parameters are. We let things trigger us and set us off. We have spending habits. We have saving habits. We have relationship habits. So the 24K Life Code is about identifying what specifically makes you a success and then focusing on those specific things predominantly, not only, but predominantly. Part of the book is about finances. Identify if you're a spender or a saver. Let's say, for instance, you're by nature a spender. Doesn't mean you have to spend 100 pennies out of every dollar, right? 100 pennies, okay. Right? So so we, I have tools and things inside the book to guide people that says, look, if, let's, first of all, let's identify who you are. And then let's identify a way for you to be successful being who you are. Maybe you're a spender and we get you to a certain point to where you're saving some money, but we don't want to focus on saving. We want to focus on making more money. Then you have more room on a percentage basis for saving. It's all a matter of what you want to focus on. The book covers you know, the five core pillars of life, your money, your mindset, your relationships, your spirituality, and of course, your physical nature, your body. When I introduced you, I also mentioned that you're a coach. Does the book really inform how you work with people in a coaching setting? It really does. I wrote the book because I always work off my belief system. And I believe, and I don't even believe, I know that I was put here to help people overcome the financial shackles that we all face. 85% of people are living check to check. That means the pandemic just crushed so many people that didn't get that stimulus check. They were hurting and they were hurting a lot. Take a look at any athlete when they go on strike. Most of them are begging the banks for a loan because they spent all their money. Even when they make millions of dollars, they spend all their money and they go on strike and they don't have enough money to pay their house note or their cars because they don't have a plan in place. What I really focus on as a coach and in the book is to say, look, here's the basic things you need to be great, right? It is so easy to be average or I call it mediocre. It's so easy to be mediocre. It doesn't take a tremendous amount of work to be above that, right? So here's what you need to do to get above mediocrity. And you know, they tell you it's lonely at the top. That's because nobody's willing to do the work. In your opinion, what is the best way to build true wealth? The best way to build true wealth is to is to hierarchy your needs and wants. Most people substitute, you know, wants for needs and they confuse the two, which is why Amazon is killing the game because they make it so easy to get your needs and your wants at the snap of a finger. That means you can get your groceries or you can get a new diamond tennis bracelet all in the snap of a finger. And if you buy it the right day, you get a discount. So. 
You mean a diamond tennis bracelet is not a need? Well, it depends on who you are. But, you know, how about how about we not have a car that's more than our mortgage? Okay. Devil's advocate. What if I don't have a mortgage? I've been blessed and there's no mortgage. So now I can go get my Bugatti. Is that okay for me to get my Bugatti? Absolutely. I just tell people to plan for it. I have no problem with people doing what they need to do. Probably about four years ago, my heart was just wrenched because my sister was taking all these vacations. Now she wasn't complaining about not having money, but it was driving me nuts because I know the average person can't afford to go on four or five vacations a year. So I called her in the middle of the day, no reason, just called her. And I'm like, look, we got to talk about this vacation thing. She's like, what? So we talked through it. And basically I had her explain to me about how she was able to do what she was doing. And then if that made sense. And I really called her because more people are like her than are like me. I wanted to understand better and maybe find some compassion. She actually did help me do that. So we ended up negotiating and convinced her to maybe go on three vacations versus five and save the money that she was going to spend on the other two, just stack it up as cash. So she was able to basically double up her savings. Um, but I recognized from her expl- explanation, she needed the vacations. Okay. The vacations were break from the insanity at work. Vacations gave her something to look forward to that said, Hey, I'm working hard. And this is the reward that I'm going to get in the next three months or four months. So I learned a lot from it, but you can get the Bugatti. It wasn't always that way in the past. I'd be like, no, what do you need a Bugatti for? You need a car that's going to get you to A to B. You don't need a Bugatti, but now record, I don't drive a Bugatti for the record. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. One more question. Are you big brother? And she's a little sister. When it comes to age, she will tell you I'm big brother, although okay. I'm not. And I'm happily, she, she's one of those age people. She doesn't like getting older. I happily take that mantle. And, you know, we all stay in our lanes. My sister's an amazing cook. She's an HR specialist. My brother's an attorney and I'm the financial guy. So all three of us stay in our lanes. And to be honest with you, yes, I'm big brother on most things to both of them. Gotcha. Now that we've kind of talked about how to build true wealth, what do you think is a good money system? Oh my gosh. Now, first of all, let's just clarify what a money system is not. Okay. A money system is not the banks calling you, the credit cards company calling you and crying and warring in their hands and beating you up because they need a payment. Um, That is not a money system. Paying Robin Peter to pay Paul it's not a money system. A real money system is when you separate what I call church and state. So the church, the church is your personal self, your groceries, your gasoline, your hair, your nails, uh, your poker money, you know, your personal spending. That's the church. The state is all of your bills. So you need to segregate I know that's not like a good word for people, but segregation is good in some circumstances. So I advise my clients to have an account just for bills and then have a separate account just for their personal spending and then a tertiary account for savings, emergency funds and those type of things. That's a money system. And then I suggest that you go online to your banking institution and you put every bill that you have to pay on the bank's online bill pay system. Now, you don't set it up automatically. Right. I'm not telling you to set up automatically, but it should be there. So in a moment's notice, I can grab my telephone and I can pay every bill I have 
if I'm in between appointments, if I'm waiting on my kids to finish their soccer practice. Um, not that you should do that, but my point is that it's at the touch of your fingers. You don't have to go look for any statements. You don't have to. It's all there. It's tracking. It's record keeping all in one because you're paying all your bills in one spot. That is the start. There's a lot more to it. That's the start of a good money system. So let's talk percentages. So if I'm separating church and state and I have different accounts, what are your recommendations for allocations to the different portions of my bills and my needs? That's going to be different for every person because most people have got themselves hemmed up already. So let's talk about ideal. Let's say that your daughter is getting her first job. Okay. She's getting her first job. It's out of town. So she has to get an apartment and all those type of fun things. So I would say to your daughter, which I have said to many of my friends, daughters and sons. So your transportation should not be more than 15% of your, of your net income. Okay. Your housing should not be more than 25% of your net income. Now, the banks will loan you up to about 28% when you're buying a home, and that's of your gross income. But, you know, if you buy on your gross, <laughs> it's not coming in the door. So you're getting, you're shooting yourself in a put, foot to be house poor. So that's why I'm using the word net and gross. Your personal care, including gasoline, groceries, and all those things should be about 25%. So we have 25% housing, 15% transportation, 25% personal care, five to 10% should be into cash or savings. Okay. Preferably. And that leaves you 5% for other. And that other could be, I, I include, you know, that, that could be your, some of your utilities and those type of things. But if you even bumped it up to 30% for housing, that includes your rent, your mortgage, um, that includes your lights, gas, electric, cable, Wi-Fi, all those type of things. Now that we know the best way to build a true wealth system and what a good money system is, how do I know when is the best time to start investing? Okay. This is a great, easy question. Uh, people don't like the answer, but it's easy. So you should start investing when you have maxed out your company's 401k plan. When you've maxed out your company. So, so let's say, for instance, you work for a company who um, is a publicly traded company. They're going to offer their employees discounted stock, okay? Best stock in the universe because it's at a discount, number one. Number two, you're there every day. You know if, it, if the company's doing well. You know if they're doing mediocre. You know if they're doing poor. If they lay off people, that's a very tough position for you as an employee. It's a very good position for you as an investor, Right. Because I mean, I, think about it. Right. They're, they're lowering their cost and their expenses. So, you know, I suggest that you start with the 401k. If you can buy company stock inside the 401k to do that, most people can max out their 401k at 17 percent of their of their gross income. So once you get to that point, then you should start investing outside of your company's pension plan. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not saving. I, simultaneously, I think you should start saving outside your 401k for emergencies like the pandemic or other things. You should do that day one. That 5% that I mentioned earlier, that should be day one. The investing should be after you max out your 401k. Right. And I think some people confuse it. Investing and saving are not the same. <laughs> <laughs> They're not the same. I've no. had people tell me that, yeah, I have $100,000 saved. Okay, that's not 
savings. That's investments. Mm -hmm. They're different. Right. What if I'm an entrepreneur and I don't have a 401k? What are your recommendations for how entrepreneurs can start investing? Oh, this is a very detailed question because it was easy on the nine to five people. On entrepreneurs, it's a little bit more complicated. And the reason why I say that is because most entrepreneurs don't treat themselves like an employee. They get paid last, if at all. But let's just take an assumption that the entrepreneur's business is doing well, they're getting a regular paycheck, and everything's copacetic. I would tell them to start with an IRA. And if they can put away the maximum amount that's allowed in an IRA, which is like $5,200, then that's great. If they can put more than that away, then I would tell them that they should go find someone and start a 401k for their business. And then now they're doing the same rules apply to them as it does for the nine to five person. So max that out. Now their investments are a little bit different because usually they're reinvesting into the company, which I am all for. Because when you reinvest in the company, you increase revenue. And when you increase revenue, now you have more money to do more things with. That would be my nutshell answer. I would probably get a little deeper if we had a client that we were talking to, I would get a little deeper on that. You say find someone to help them. They need to find their own Derek Kent or actually contact you to help, right? Yeah, they do. I don't set up retirement plans anymore. I used to set those up for for companies and small businesses. I can be more than happy to help them identify who is a good resource to set up a 401k program. I still do some investing for an elite group of clients. Most of my time is spent coaching. So we're, we're teaching people how to get it done, how to get their board of advisors together, their banker, their insurance person, their investment person, their legal person. I kind of play point guard to helping them get those things together so that they can, so they can move forward. And then, you know, then we focus on how to create more money. Right. Because people don't focus on how to create more money. If we can figure out how to make sure our base is structured and then focus our one on one attention on creating more money, then that's a really good use of their time and my time. When you talk about that focus, you also have something that you can help them with in terms of a starter kit. Could you tell us a little bit about that? The starter kit is really for anybody that's just they feel like they're stuck and they don't know which way to move and they probably don't feel like they could afford a coach, you know, they're like, I don't really know what to do and I can't afford to pay somebody, you know, thousands of dollars. So the starter kit has a planner. It has my book. It has access to my mobile app and inside the mobile app, believe it or not, I give as much advice inside that mobile app as I do in some coaching situations. You know, what happens of course is, you know, at some point I go, Hey man, you're going too far. You can't ask me stuff every day. If it's a question here or there about how to really launch yourself into financial security. You know, I'll answer those one-on-one right inside the mobile app. If I get enough questions on the same question, we'll do a masterclass on it. So the starter kit is really a great way to get all the information that you need to get all the access that you need because it eliminates every excuse for not knowing. Well, you're actually live. It's not a bot. It's actually oh, no. you. Oh, no. I have a, it's me and my team. And usually I'm up early. So I'm the first one to see those things. So I usually answer first. But no, it's live. It's not a bot. And um, if it's a serious, serious question, then I might say, hey, look, let's set up a, let's set up a quick call and I'll do a free, you know, quick coaching call. You know, if it's people that, I, and I'm, I'm older, so I'm a little cantankerous. If you've asked me a question, I've answered you, and you're asking me the same question three weeks later because you didn't implement what we talked about originally, 
I'm going to refer you to the last question. You remember when you were in school and you asked a teacher they, how to spell a word and they said, look it up. Yeah, that's my style. <laughs> right. So I'm going to tell you, then I'm going to say, I already told you, go back and look. Or I'm going to say, hey, that answer is in this video in this section of the mobile app and or this part of the book. Hey, go to chapter three in the what if section and it's going to lay out for you exactly what you should do. That's what we do. And so people really can get a really nice head start if their heart and their head and their hands, listen to me, heart, head and hands are all in the same place. Well, definitely. We're going to share the link to the starter kit in the show notes. Okay. But I do have a question for you. Yeah. If you could give someone advice about how to play big faster with their finances, what would it be? Wow. Play big faster is not complicated. We love to make things complicated. I would tell you to go on a financial diet. Go on a financial diet. Don't spend any money for, for 30 to 60 days. Don't spend a dollar you don't have to. Don't get in your car and go nowhere if you don't have to. You get in your car because you're bored and you want to run here and run there. Go on a financial diet. Figure out how much discretionary income, that means the money that's left over from your income and expenses, and then figure out how you can invest in, I remember I told you earlier, I told all of you that earlier that we are incredibly unique. That means that God gave you a gift, okay? You have something inside of you that, that can be monetized that will set you up financially for life. But you refuse to stop watching TV. You refuse to stop buying stuff that you want, not need. And you refuse to invest with your hands the time and effort that it takes to manifest and monetize your gifts. So if you go on a financial diet and you figure out that, man, if I really put my mind to it, I could save $500 a month. That's $6,000 that year. And then you get your tax refund, which is probably another three to six. So that's $12,000. And then you get two extra paychecks a year. That's, if you, depending on how much money you make, that's another $5,000. And you're going to tell me you don't have any money to start your business. And I just showed you how to get 20 grand. That fast. Play big faster. That fast. Okay. Mic drop. <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that's a mic drop. <laughs> so you, you asked. And I, yeah, and you 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 brought it. You brought it. So how can we contact you? Man, I am everywhere. DerekGant.com. It's D-E-R-I-C-K-G-A-N-T. It's my social handle everywhere. My YouTube channel. I love text messages because it gives me an opportunity to decide if I want to respond or not. But people can text me at 419-972-1922. You can Google me. I'm, the books there, the TED Talks are there, uh, all the contacts there, the websites there. If you just got to spell Derek right, you're you're on your way. What did you speak about for your tech talks? Take a wild guess. Okay. Money. All right. money. money. Yeah. My first one was why is money taboo? You know, because they tell you not to talk about it. So it's a secret. So you don't know that you're getting hoodwinked. Right. They don't want you to know that your coworkers making more money. You're not allowed to talk about money. Right. They don't want you to stop overspending. They don't want you saying, oh my God, I got credit card debt. I need some help somewhere. Please somebody help me. No, you're shunned. You're looked down upon. You're made to feel stupid and guilty, but they didn't teach you that in school. They didn't teach you personal finance in school. They didn't teach you about credit card and things in school. They taught you economics. They didn't teach you personal finance. They did it on purpose so that they know good people are going to continue to go to work and fight like heck to pay their bills. And that's what they want. They want you to, to fight like heck and keep spending that money. 
So it's taboo. They don't want you talking about it. They don't want you talking about it if you have it. They don't want to talk about it if you don't have it. And so what stays in the dark turns into fungus. Okay. <laughs> because this going to grow. It's just not going to be something you want. After the starter kit, people, go over to TED and check out the TED Talk. Yeah, we'll yeah, have check a- out the TED Talk. You know, but just get the TED Talk. Come get it straight. I'll blow you up every Sunday night on my YouTube channel. You know, we're dropping dimes every Sunday night at seven on my YouTube channel. And you can always reach out to me directly if you want to fast track. So here's the beauty of it. It's just like you. Somebody can call and they can ask you a quick question. I know you put together teams for companies to accelerate and to protect their businesses. If they want you and they want you to do it at a high level, then they have to pay a premium. That's just the way it works. This time is money. The starter kit is because you don't have the money, but you still want the content. And then it scales up from there. You can get a one-on-one, you can get in a group, you can get whatever you need. We've structured it so that money is not the issue. Love it. Well, thank you so much for dropping by the Play Big Faster podcast. Thank you for having me. I love, I love your podcast. Thank you so much. And until next time, play big faster. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Want more entrepreneurial content? I like this. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes. Already subscribed. I just clicked on it. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Share with a friend that needs this in their life. I think you need this more than I. Oh, and make sure to follow Cherie on IG at Cherie Speaks. And remember to play big faster.